With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. There have been many stories about Origin. On SEN, we're proud to bring you our homegrown Queensland Origin legends. Queensland, it's a miracle. The untold stories, proudly supported by Franklin. Hi, this is Scott Sattler, and welcome to Origin Legends, the untold stories where we look into Origin careers through the eyes of the players that didn't get the accolades of the Lewises, the Lockyers, the Langers, and the Cam Smiths, but still played a pivotal role in the history of Queensland's state of origin. From Game 1 in 1980, when Big Artie led his players into battle against the might of the Blues, that night and that very image of the immortal Arthur Beetson gave hope to the future of Queensland Rugby League. The Untold Stories follows the players who wore the mighty maroon jumper with pride and distinction but never dominated the headlines like some of their teammates, but their story is still just as important. This is their story. Yeah, welcome to Queensland Origin Legends, the Untold Stories. Uh, wherever you're listening via the SENQ, SEN app or via the podcast, uh, proudly brought to you by ArmorX by Franklin, security screens with strength and looks. Now, this man who played nearly 250 NRL games, our next guest on Untold Stories, he played in four NRL grand finals. Six times he wore the maroon jersey for Queensland, two in Super League, four in in State of Origin. He's a hard man of rugby league, uh, whose footage went viral in NRL game around the world on YouTube. That goes to Lee, one in, off the ruck. This is Webke, who was trailing away on the inside. Five tackles gone, and again, the call is there for the defence. It's a punch-up! Webke is trading punches with Campion. Manda has stopped play. Yeah, I think the Shane Webke will be penalised here. He was nailed by Kevin Campion on the inside pass and took exception to it. Very rare to see Webke show this kind of emotion. Former teammates, of course. The Brisbane club, but I think Shane is at fault. Yeah, they did. They won a comp together, a couple of comps together at the uh, Brisbane Broncos. Not Shane Webke. It's the Serena Butcher, Kevin Campion, joining us on Untold Stories. How are you, Campo? I'm good, Sats. Thanks for having me, mate. <laughs> he, he loves, that, listening. That, that he loves listening to that. That fight against Webke is a bit like your grand final tackle. It's, uh, it'll put a glass eye to sleep. <laughs> Although you can say an, an easy opponent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, thanks for joining us to talk about Origin and, and your Origin career. And, of course, it spanned across not only the, the NRL era but also Super League as well, mm. which is probably a little bit unknown to some of the listeners about how well, how interstate rivalry played through through Super League. Um, but when you think about Origin itself and the, and the six games you played, Campo, is it good memories? Mate, great memories. And, uh, you know, from both um, the Super League and the ARL, uh, NRL uh, when I when I debuted in, in Origin, but I was certainly a a great honour to represent Super League uh, for Queensland, and um, 
And it was uh, just, you know, it was a bigger honour, obviously, to, to get that first Origin jersey. Now, you started in 97 wearing the Maroon jersey, and you're playing for the Adelaide Rams in Super League. We'll talk about that really, really soon. And, and then not a, again until 2001, that famous series in 2001. That was your next stint mm. um, over those next two years. And we'll find out why soon, why it took you so long. But you, you hail from a, a proud rugby league region, Serena, which is, what, about half an hour south of Mackay, about that. And a fair few rugby league players came from there, didn't they? Mate, yeah, I don't know what was in the water back uh, in the 80s and 90s. But, um, yeah, there's some great players that um, that came out of the region. Uh, you know, Marty Beller and uh, um, Dale Shearer uh, were the first off the ranks to um, to play for Queensland from Serena and... Um, and it, uh, then it was Wendell Saylor. Uh, he played for Serena as well. And oh, I was next, uh, Daly Cherry Evans um, mm. as well, and and just recently Reuben Cotter. So, yeah, look, it's um, it's a proud little town. It's only a population of about 3,000 people, a lot of pubs in Queensland. Um, so we love our 4X uh, gold up there. <laughs> it must be one of those little regional towns, a little bit like Curry Curry in the west of Newcastle that produced so many great rugby league players and per capita probably one of the – one of the great breeding grounds for for a sport. You played for the Serena Crocodiles, yeah. Played for the Serena Crocodiles, mate. They, uh, I think I started playing under tens um, for the Serena Bulldogs, and then obviously um, played all right through my juniors uh, to under fifteens, and then seniors, seventeens, nineteens, and A grade. So this. Was there two teams, the Bulldogs and the Crocodiles? Serena, Ju- Serena Juniors were uh, the Bo- Serena Bulldogs. So, okay. Uh, and then I, I think they're now the Serena Crocodiles. Uh, but uh, early on, they were Serena Bulldogs. Did you make any many rep teams growing up? Mate, I, uh, when I started, you know, I, I made the under 10B uh, Mackay side. So that was a uh, a great honour um, to make your first uh, rep team. But yeah, and then, I, then I started making, making all the 11s, 12s, 13s, A, a, a sides and... Um, I look, I, I had a year off in, in under, I think, under 17s. Um, I was only 15 turning, you know, uh, so I was a bit younger, but um, I couldn't make that un, um, first, uh, that under 17 side, so I was a bit too small back then. And even though I could tackle, um, mate, uh, I just, I think mum rather than me not play. So I had the year off and, um, you know, started playing in the under 17s. Um, 19s and 8s. When you start playing juniors, Campo, um, in those double-figure age groups and they start figuring out positions, what sort of position you're going to play, you weren't always a – were you always a, bull, a back rower? Um, always, you know, because I could tackle, I was I was predominantly a, a second rower, lock yep. forward. Um, but I had a few stints at 5'8", so that you know how, how good my skill level was. <laughs> And um, look, I, I think I represented Mackay at five eight at one stage against um, Jamie Goddard, one of my great, our great mates. Uh, he was playing for Mount Isa, um, playing five eight, and and I was playing for Mackay. So I think um, we made a possible and probable side um, in the under nineteens um, to play off to play for North uh, to get into the North Queensland side. Obviously, I was and, and Jamie was on my side. I was five eight for um, the possible side, and he was on the bench for me uh, for us. And I had a cracker that day. I was uh, I was scoring tries, setting up tries, and and uh, I was shooing to you know to represent North Queensland at five eight, and uh, actually missed the cut. And uh, Jamie Goddard, who was a bench player from uh, for our side, the golden child, got uh, picked at number six. Is that where your friendship formed from that team? Well, that's where our friendship ended. That <laughs> <laughs> that's where our friendship ended. But uh, we we um, that was a bit of a rivalry, uh, and. Uh, you know, 
to this day, you know, we arrived, you know, the store, we arrived on the same day at Seagulls together and we rocked up in the, in the um, front office and uh, Grant Bell actually put us together to live together for a couple of months before his wife um, uh, came down, but uh, hated each other, you know. Um, but we slowly became, you know, great mates because of the circumstances yeah. we were in. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's great. I never knew that. Over 30 years of knowing both of you, I didn't realise that was the case. That Well, he was, he, you know, he was, he was uh, obviously one of the better players that I've played with and um, – he was touted as the next best thing from yep. North Queensland, um, and I was just a I was a muppet coming down the trial with um, seagulls as well. So, um, but it was great, you know. We we had a um, a bond, uh, you know, a North Queensland bond straight away, and uh, we we got on like a house on fire. Um, and I continued to live with um, Jamie and Zoe when when um, she bought uh, their for, you know their young son Mitchell down. Now um, you talk about one of the kids growing up that was always touted to make it. We all knew those sort of players from our local regions, didn't we? Those local areas that that, that you thought after or during your career playing in NRL that could have definitely made it, but didn't make that, that final step. They stayed in the town or whatever it may be. Is there anyone that comes to mind? Not for me, while you think about that, I played under-17s and under-19s with a kid by the name of Robbie Hollingsworth from Mount Isa, who was to this day one of the, the best players I've ever seen or played with. Never went on to play NRL. Was there anyone from your region that, that comes to mind? There was a few guys, you know, there, there was guys like um, in my era were like Paul Tideman and Brett Mulherron and, the, and they were all, they were all um, big and, and fast um, as juniors. Um, probably the one Brett Mulherron probably I thought would have went on to, you know, have a, a long career in rugby league. He was such a, a great athlete, fast and and just a, like he was a man child, a bit like Tony Carroll. You mm. know, he was when he was fourteen, he was you know built like a you know brick yeah. um, outhouse. And um, and and Tido was a, a great player. Too. You know, he played a bit of first grade, um, maybe at the Knights. Uh, if not, I know he played at the Crushers. Played first grade at the Crushers, and they were just great athletes. And I, I remember, I think the confraternity in uh, in the Commonwealth Bank Cup. I think. Um, Tido, they were playing for St. Pat's Mackay and I think he scored five tries yeah. uh, in the Commonwealth Bank Cup and um, we won the Foley Shield that um, that year under 17s um, and I was on the bench, I, I, actually I was 18th man, I couldn't get I couldn't get a start on the side but Tido scored five tries in that in that game too so you know there were there were big thing, uh, things for him as well. Yeah, he's um, a big human. Yeah, mm. so players like that I, I thought um, you know were going on to make uh, you know a fist out of rugby league. Now, you mentioned that you you come down at the end of 1991 to the Gold Coast Seagulls, under-21s, and mm. you do you arrive with a sickly, frail, skinny-headed kid from Mount Isa, <laughs> Jamie Goddard. But you're on your way to troll elsewhere, weren't you? No, I previously trolled at the end of 91 uh, down in Sydney. So I busted down. Was that with Wests? Or? Down at West, yeah. yeah. So I busted down to West and... Uh, you busted down from Serena. From Serena, mate, yeah. So that was... Yeah, I don't. You know, it was too too expensive to fly, so I busted it down. Um, yeah, and and made the made the cut. Um, was offered a contract and was going down. Basically, hadn't signed. I was going down there, but I made a, a friend of ours, um, Butchie McCall, who was good mates with um, Grant Bell, who, who was our, our under twenty ones coach. He asked um, asked Bell if I could stop in and um, troll troll at Seagulls and. Uh, yeah, I just never left. You know, mm. I fell in love with the place um, straight away. Uh, you know, Jamie and I, we've got some funny stories. When we first first got down here, we are living at uh, West Tweed Eds. 
which was, um, you know, we thought it was a, a big city, but, it, you know, it was not much bigger than uh, Mackay, to tell you the truth. And, uh, you know, we, we both, I slept with a knife and he slept with a baseball bat and, you know, we, we cuddled each other at night time, just, you know, <laughs> people were going to break into the house and steal our cars and uh, it was just a nightmare. So, yeah, look, um, yeah, and that's what, you know, we, and I stayed uh, for the next five years. Mm. And, and you know, Sats, uh, you were part of that under-21 side. It was such a great um, – we had a, such a great side. Great coach in, in Bally and uh, learned so much that first year of footy. Uh, but, you know, those guys that we had in that team um, are still, you know, my great mates today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From, now, from, from, my, you know, from the next 12 years of playing footy. You talk about that 1992 year and um, you arrived down as this beautiful, fresh-faced, blue eyes, blonde hair. Looked like a surfy from – but you're from Serena. But the, I remember one game in 1992, you wore jersey number 61. Now, today, still today, I've never seen a jersey higher than 61. Uh, I think I played um, I think I think played one week and uh, I come off the bench and and uh, they had a winger in right in front of the post. <laughs> this big winger from Illawarra. Funny, I still got his footprints on, the, on, the, on my head. He ran straight over the top being scored. Next minute, I, I felt the hook. I could actually. I started walking off because I knew I was going to get hooked. Uh, I, then I didn't play for another a few weeks, and then Belly gave me a start at front row, um, and sort of changed, you know, changed my whole game and kept it really simple. And yeah, I sort of kicked on from there. Well, you talk about the shift. Ninety two, you play twenty uh, ones. Ninety three, you make your debut, and of course, Wally Lewis is the the coach at that stage. And did you feel the king? He got it when it comes to developing players? Because he gave a lot of the young players their debuts, didn't he? He did. He didn't, he didn't get my um, first name, but he got, he got, he, he was up, you know, he was bringing kids through, you know. And we what do you mean you didn't get your first name? I remember, <laughs> I remember halfway through the season, we'd, we'd played, um, we'd played a, a game at Seagulls and we're getting, you know, we're getting beaten by 30, whatever it was. And we didn't win too many games. Anyway, I'd, so I've been there in nine, the full year in 92. I debuted in 93. It was halfway through the year. So it was 18 months I've mm. been there. And the King had, King was a captain coach first year and then our, our you know, sole coach the, the next year. Anyway, he's coming at half time. We're sitting around. I think he might have been in the side. I'll laugh about this because Ray Herring still calls me uh, this. This is my nickname, Ray Herring gave me. Anyway... Um, we're sitting there at half time and the king comes in and goes, right are you blokes, have a look at Kelvin here. He's just having a red hook crack today. If, let's just get on board with Kelvin. And I'm looking, I'm sitting there, I'm looking around and going, who the, who the hell's Kelvin? I've been there for 18 months, he doesn't know my name. Uh, well, it didn't take you long after your debut in 93 uh, to, to make your origin debut or you represented Queensland. Which we're going to cover when we return for Queensland Origin Legends. The Untold Stories with Kevin Campion, proudly brought to you by Armorex by Franklin. Security screens with strength and looks. Proudly supported by Franklin. This is SEN's Queensland Origin Legends. The Untold Stories. Proudly supported by Franklin, this is SEN's Queensland Origin Legends, the untold stories. Yeah, welcome back to Queensland Origin Legends, uh, talking to Fog number 121, yeah, Kelvin yeah. Campion, <laughs> if you're just joining us, uh, Kevin Campion just told us a story about uh, the King Wally Lewis, when he started playing first grade at the Gold Coast Seagulls, referred to him as Kelvin, so <laughs> that might have been yeah. that part of that time where, you know, while he was struggling with his health and 
the epilepsy and he just kept forgetting things. <laughs> he must have been struggling that a lot that a lot that year. Especially, Can you remember? Remember that time we went into Canberra? We, we, he left at half time. Oh, it's 30 nil at half time. We're looking for some inspiration at half time. It's freezing too. It I think was. you and I are on the bench. <laughs> don't put us on. Don't put us on. We've come in from come for the half time speech from the king, and he's gone. Oh. He left, got in the cabin, went to the airport at half time. Very funny. Uh, I remember people talk to me, Campo, and they say, What was the king like? I said, The king was my first introduction to what true stardom was. Remember, he used to arrive to training on the back oval in a helicopter? Yeah. 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 That happened a few times. Uh, look, we, I was awestruck when I first got there because I didn't know the king was a coach. Yeah. I didn't know much about um, seagulls, to tell you the truth. And, um, you know, Rowdy Shearer, who's my um, – um, was married to my cousin, Delise. Um, I didn't even know Rowdy was going to be there. So, it was, mm. you know, it was a bit of a shock. And, you know, we had some wonderful players and, and wonderful blokes there, like Stevie Jackson and, and Peter Gill and Ray Herring, as I mentioned before. Um, just wonderful – uh, guys who actually took the time to, you know, spend some time with us as yeah. well, and and sort of a, a lot of I learned a lot from um, Ray, like just his professionalism and how he, you know, approached the game and and just how he how preseason um, how he took a took on preseason as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, he was a it was a, a bit of a mentor. I, I really looked up to him. Yeah, he's a good guy, Ray Herring. Good player too. Now. Uh, Campo, six NRL clubs, four grand finals at three three of those clubs. One of only five players to play in grand finals at, at three different clubs. And, of mm-hmm. course, Glenn Lazarus leads that with winning grand finals at three different clubs. You go to the Dragons in 96, playing a grand final against Manly. Then in Super League, you move – you sign with Super League, you move to the Adelaide Rams. Mm. Did, did the town embrace rugby league? Yeah, we had a really good following. There's a really good uh, league following down there, especially out in the western suburbs. Um, and we we packed uh, the um, stadium out the first game, you know, and we won, which was a which was a, a bonus for us. But and it, you know, the the longer um, we lost, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, the crowd started fading, and the support started fading. But uh, there was a there was a great um, you know core of, of staunch uh, Adelaide Rams support there. Um, you know, probably about 5,000-odd people from out western suburbs, and they really got behind us. Uh, very difficult to compete with uh, the AFL down there. You know, I think uh, the Crows won the flag in 97 mm. and 98, and that's what we were up against. Um, yeah, it was difficult. You know, we, we didn't have much um, coverage on the in the papers. You know, if we even our first win, I think we just had a little column in the, on the third page of, of, of sport and, you know, just saying that we got over the line. So um, I think it would have, uh, you know, the longer they stayed, if they could have captured the, the um, you know, the crowds down there, uh, it would have been a great for league down there. I think there's, I think there is a, you know, good um, heartland of rugby league down there. Now, Super League Tri-Series, and for the listeners out there who may forget, it wasn't, Queensland, New South Wales and Super League. New Zealand were involved in the Tri-Series as well. And even though it was your first maroon jersey mm. in Super League 97 and you played against the Kiwis your first game and then played the final where you got beaten, Noel Goldthorpe field goal, field goal wasn't yeah. extra time. Was it the same as you imagined as a kid growing up, seeing State of Origin and all of a sudden you're playing Super League Tri-Series? Was it still the same to you? It was still the same for me, yes. It was a great honour and... You know, looking back, the team that we had were, you know, the true origin mm. stars. You know, Elfie Langer and Kevy and Steve Renouf and Darren Smith and, 
you know, we had Andrew G and we had Brad Thorne. Brad Thorne. Um, young Darren Lockyer. Cordy Tellis. Lockie, you know, so it's a star-studded side. Yeah. And we are coached by Wayne Bennett. Um, and that was just, uh, you know, I was just, um, you know, just a, a kid in a candy shop, you know, just uh, just to meet Wayne. I hadn't met, met him before and just to be playing with those uh, that quality side and those, those quality players was just unbelievable. So, look, I, you know, I was, you know, I still – feel it was a, a great honour to represent um, the Queensland Super League side. Now, picked, as you said, in a Wayne Bennett coach side, he was always a fan of yours, Wayne. Was it was that before or was it when he got to coach you that after that he became an even greater fan? Well, I don't think he knew who I was. Uh, okay. He, he tells a story because um, his, his brother-in-law, um, I think it was Mick Vivers, um, put my name forward. Uh, he was, I think he might have been a selector of that Queensland side. Quote me if I'm wrong. Um and he put my name forward. Just have a look at this guy, Kevin Camping from the Adelaide Ramps. <laughs> Away goes Kevin Who, Kevin Who, and um, Kelvin Who, Kelvin Who. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, look, I, you know, to his credit, he he, um, he brought me over to, um, to New Zealand. Didn't gave me you know, pretty simple instructions on, on how he wanted me to play and and just. Uh, and, but what I loved, I loved. You know, it got I got the ch- chance to play with Elf and and Kevy, and I loved playing with Elf. He was so such so easy to read. You know, and mm. I. Um, all you had to do was just sit around Elf and something would happen. So that's all, all I did during the game. And I um, I think I might have um, come on as, as as front row and, and did my best. And, and, you know, we won that game um, against New Zealand that night and I got the opportunity to, to play in the in the longest game of rugby league, uh, being that... Um, 100 and that something minutes. 110 minutes, I think mm, it was, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it was, and it was great. We, we played at, um, at uh, QE2 Stadium up in... Up in uh, Queensland and, yeah, look, just had a wonderful time. Now, you've always said he's had the biggest influence on you, on your career and also life, Wayne Bennett. What was it about him that you loved? What was it about your game that he loved when he got to coach at the Brisbane Broncos after Super League? Yeah, I just think Wayne just gave me a bit of structure. I think uh, that's what, you know, that's as a player, that's what I, I, I needed. I needed to be... Basically, given like a map of of what I needed to do on on the footy field, and he did that, and I kept it really simple, and 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 he and he basically said, if you do this, you'll you'll be in the team. So you know, it wasn't a rocket science. I thought uh, I better do it, and I'll I'll be in the team. So I didn't. I was in the team. It, it was it's that. It was that simple. And uh, look, Wayne never. Um, he wasn't a you know big tactical coach. Mm. Um, you would have had him at, at Origin level. Um, Kept it really simple and, you know, specific um, jobs for the forwards. We we did our job and, and the backs, we, we gave the, the backs room to move and, and they did their job. So, so there was no, there was no you know, set plays or anything like that. We had one set player was like an outball to Steve and I. Yeah. You know, that was it, <laughs> you know, from either uh, Kevy or Elfie. And that was that was basically our back, back line move. But it was more forward do- dominating, um, you know, less – we never sort of focused on other other teams. Mm. It, it was basically, if um, if they're good enough to beat us at our own game, then good luck to them. When you have the opportunity, Super League 97 finishes, and then Wayne Bennett's obviously a fan of yours after that tri-series, that tri-series year in 97. You get the opportunity to go to the Broncos in 98. Mm. Was it was a pretty easy decision? Well, it wasn't. It, it was – I really enjoyed Adelaide and um, – the thing was, you know, I had a clause in my contract 
you know, if I represented um, at, at any level, um, if I made a representative team, I'd have a, I've got a clause in there to, to give me a bonus. Yep. So, so I went in there after I, I'd, um, you know, finished the tri-series, basically said, you know, well, this is the, this, this is the clause. Um, can you give me an upgrade or, or just give me, give, give me a bonus basically. And, and, uh, the coach at the time basically said, no, you know, we're not going to do that. Um, I'll make sure you'll be playing reserve grade next year and no one will want you. And I thought, oh, I'd better get myself out of here. So I rang Wayne for a bit of advice and um, and he basically said, um, mate, leave it with me. You know, you know, I'm really sorry for what's happened down in Adelaide, but leave it with me. Anyway, he gave me a call about uh, a fortnight later and just said, mate, would you like to come to the Broncos? I said, mate, that would be fantastic. He said, uh, well, this is this is how I reckon you're going to get here. He said, uh, you need to sign with the Hunter Mariners. And um, I said, okay, yeah, so how am I going to get to the Broncos if I sign there? He goes, well, I know they're going to fold because, um, uh, you know, that's the word in the Super League at the moment. Um, we, we're going back to um, an ARL sort of NRL um, run yeah. show. Anyway, so I signed with uh, the Hunter Mariners. Um and I was getting married uh, that that year, ninety seven, and so we'd already moved up to hadn't moved up to um, Queensland, but we'd uh, we were up in Queensland for my wedding, and uh, and I was on the golf course with Jamie, um, and uh, Wayne gave me a call. He said, "Mate, you're coming to the coming to the Broncos. The hunters have folded." So that was my that was my um, pathway to the true to Broncos. his word, true to his word, yeah, which was great. The only thing he, he said. Which was um, he got me again, Wayne? He said, um, "Mate, don't sign for anything more um, than what you're on. Um, we'll just pick up the tab when you get here." So, and I could have, you know, I could have. They offered me fifty thousand dollars more than I, I, but I, I said, "No, no, I'll just stay with what I'm on." <laughs> and uh, Wayne, I'll. Uh, Uncle Wayne got me again. <laughs> uh, well, after the break, we're going to get to Origin 2001-2002. Of course, 2001 series was the return of Alfie Langer. We'll get Campo's recollections of that as well. This is Queensland Origin Legends, the untold stories, proudly brought to you by Armorex, by Franklin, security screens with strength and looks. Proudly supported by Franklin, this is SEN's Queensland Origin Legends, the untold stories. supported by Franklin. This is SEN's Queensland Origin Legends, the untold stories. Yeah, welcome back to Queensland Origin Legends, the untold stories. Maroons forward, Kevin Campion joins us to discuss his origin and NRL career as well. And you go to the Brisbane Broncos, we spoke about that, Campo. You you win the comp in 98, you win the comp in 2000, and you score a try to this day is not a try. <laughs> Um, How would you score? T- yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, in oh, my career, saved, you in my, saved one. Yeah, well, that's equivalent to f- scoring four in a grand final, yeah. apparently. So Turn, the turning point. <laughs> yeah, uh, your time at the Broncos. Enjoy it, mate. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Look, mate. Just the most professional club, and you know, just a great bunch of guys. You know, everyone thought, uh, you know, from a, someone an outsider looking in, you. Everyone thought that the Broncos had their heads up their ass, mm. you know, because they had such a great winning culture. But it was far furthest thing from the truth. I would just knock about blokes, you know. We we'd be playing euchre 
till 12, 12 o'clock at night and, you know, we'd, the, we just had such a great um, – that 98 side was just such, such a special side and good guys, you know. Um, I would I would sit – I couldn't make the Yuka, um, Yuka team, so I'd just sit on the, on the bench waiting for a, waiting for a, um, a shot. Um, you know, you'd have Andrew G's and, and Johnny, Johnny Plath – um, Wayne would play occasionally, um, Mickey Hancock, uh, you know, it was just, just a, such a, a great bunch of guys. And I, I really, I, I really loved uh, the older guys uh, that first year. Um, you know, and when they left, it was, it was a different club. You know, we, we just had so many young guys coming through. Um, we had a, a good core of uh, senior players, um, the Webkeys and the Tellises and Mickey Hancock was still there, uh, which was great, Kevy Walters. Um, but we had um, some really up-and-comers coming through, Ashley Harrison and Shawnee Berrigan, those types of players. So, yeah, um, mate, wonderful, wonderful memories. You mentioned Wayne and from the outside looking in, a lot of people who don't know Wayne Bennett think he's a serious, gruff guy that doesn't give any time to the media but for those who don't know him and for the people that do know him for example what are some of the things people don't know about Wayne behind closed doors because he's a completely different character isn't he oh definitely but well he lives vicariously through the players doesn't he well, it was different when I got there. You see Wayne joking around with the players today and dancing in the sheds. That wasn't. That's not Wayne Bennett. That's not the Wayne Bennett I know. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I was too scared to say anything to Wayne. You know, I had that much respect for him, and um, I just, if he was in the room, I, I would just avoid every opportunity going near him. Just, just by the chance he might start talking to me, and I'd have to have to chat to him. You know what I mean? That's how. That's how, how high esteem that I I held him. So. Different today, you know. You got the guy. He's yes. He's so he, he can. He's certainly um, developed over the years. Um, but, but that's how he is. He's a man manager, you know, and he's he's had to develop um, because how he coached back in '98 is not how he's mm. how he's not how he coaches today. So not until 2001, you make your official Origin debut under the mm. Origin banner. You're playing all three games. First game is hooker. Why did it take so long? Now you're. You play in 97, you win two comps in 98 and 2000. Why did it take that four-year period to get back into a maroon jersey? Um, I, don't, I, I just think I was in a, a Broncos side full of, of Queensland stars, you know. Mm. And I, I was just a worker and there was a lot of workers out there. And But there was there was great players in my position, you know, playing lock forward. There was, you know, Jason Smith, you know, that, you know, you put him, you'd put him, I'd put him over me every day. So, um you know, there's just so so much talent um, in those those positions, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, I thought I might may have um, debuted earlier. Um, you know, I, I we had the king in '93, and you know, I thought maybe in '94, uh, maybe in '95, maybe in '96. You know, um, but it wasn't to be. But I'm look, I'm so proud of um, what I achieved in rugby league. Um, something that I never um, dreamed of of doing uh, when I first got, you know, made that road trip down to down to uh, the Gold Coast um, in 90, at the end of 91. Now, you had game one, um, you won game one, I should say, in 2001, beaten in game two comprehensively and then decided at A&M Stadium. We're just going to get some audio here. The game in 2001 is, of course, game three, the return of Alfie. Alfie is back in town. 
tremendous moment. And what a week it's been for Rugby League. Front page, back page. As we have a look at the cards again for you, here's Queensland. Yeah, a couple of late changes. Darren Lockers, the fullback and captain. Takiri and Saylor on the wings. Chris Walker comes off the bench, get, gets a chance first up in the number 14 jumper. He's in the centres with Bowman. Wagon from centres to the 5-8th roll. Alan Langer, the halfback. Darren Smith, lock forward. Myers and Sivanasiva in the back row. Webkey and Buttergig, the props. Paul Green from 5'8 to the hooking roll. The interchange of Doyle, Webb, Campion, Carlaw, coached by Wayne Bennett. It's a fair lineup, and there's so many debutantes, wasn't there, in that series? I think there was nine or ten debutantes. Yeah. And a, such a big occasion. Uh, Alfie returning from England, playing for Warrington, hatched by Wayne Bennett. Mm. Did you have any idea leading into the game? No, no, there was a, a bit of a rumour, you know, circling that um, Elf was going to make a return, or someone was going to make a return, you know. We didn't know who it was. Um, you know, but we needed something. We needed an inspiration. We lost um, Gordy uh, to a neck injury, um, in, I think, in the second, not in the second origin, but, uh, you know, in um, in cl- at club level. Mm. So we needed something um, big, and Wayne pulled off the biggest... A heist in rugby league. He, uh, yeah, when it, when Elf, um, you know, entered camp at Guingana, we were up at up at um, this um, health re- resort up at the back of the hinterlands on the Gold Coast. It was mayhem. You know, we we, we just went off. It was just so so good to see the uh, little fella and uh, the Mick, little Mickmock, and uh, you know he's he's got such energy um, and the smiles on everyone's face. You know. And some of the, those young kids who got to play with um, with their sporting idol, you know, it's like, um, you know, you know, uh, you know, I can't, I, I can't even uh, liken it to anything. It's, it was just something very special. I just see the smile that comes on your face when you mention Alfie and the the effect that he has on people. Is he that special as a person? Is he, is he the positive effect he has on everyone? Oh, he's just such a, a wonderful, genuine bloke, you know, and that's the great thing about it. And it's. Uh, he's always been that knockabout kid from Ipswich, mm. and, and I don't think he's ever changed in the you know in the fifty odd years he's been playing rugby league. So um, you still what you see today when you see the Queensland side celebrating or you see the Broncos celebrating. That's what you know. That, that's how Elf was um, celebrating as a player. So that two thousand one game, game three. Not only was he called in late, Elfie. And many thought he wasn't going to have an influence. I remember when they announced the team at the Crushers Leagues Club in 2001, which was still going after the Crushers were uh, left the competition in, in, at the end of 97. There was a person drinking in the bar when they mentioned Alan Langer. Apparently there's this massive laugh from the back of the room as if, say, you're kidding, I'm older than – yeah, he, he's older than me. But the, the effect that he had on the game was quite amazing. Here's some of the highlights from that game three. Lockyer did well before he hit the ground. Myers. Now, it is to carry. Queensland are looking good. Walker. Walker's going for the corner. Queensland's in. They get their first try. And again, Takiri is prominent. He's been told to play the ball on five. Green. Langer steps and beats Gower. Gets it away for Wagon. Wagon away. And they're in again. It is Carlaw. Smith. Langer. Inside the lockup. Lang up, danger, danger. Langer's over, is he? Yes, Langer gets a try. Capping a magnificent game. 
Yeah, not only did he return, he was one of the best on the field. When you think about Campo 2001 series, and especially game three and the, the achievements that you reached in the game, a lot of great achievements, does it sit up there with the, the excitement that the game can provide for a player? That particular game? When you think about the memories of, oh. of that series? Oh, it was unbelievable, yeah. I, I never thought um, that I would get the opportunity to play for Queensland and, and to win that series, you know, to first put that – actually, the King was uh, presented me with my first jersey, which was uh, which was a special special day. I know, he, you know, he was my first, um, first grade coach and, yeah, it was uh, – that was something special for me as well, but that um, that final, yeah, was something else, and uh, we partied uh, like it was no tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, nice. Plenty more to come after the break in the rugby league life of Kevin Campion. Fog number one twenty one. This is Queensland Origin Legends: The Untold Stories, proudly brought to you by Armorex by Franklin Security Screens with strength and looks. Proudly supported by Franklin. This is SEN's Queensland Origin Legends: The Untold Stories. Proudly supported by Franklin, this is SEN's Queensland Origin Legends, the Untold Stories. Kevin Campion joining us uh, for this edition of Untold Stories. Uh, where's the jersey, Camper? Your, your first jersey. Have you got it up anywhere? No, I haven't, no. I, um, mate, they're all still in bags, to tell you the truth, Sats. Yeah, most, yeah, I've got a lot of memorabilia at home, grand final jerseys and and state of origin jerseys and you know my Irish jersey which I That's right the World Cup which yeah which is uh, um which is you know a great honor to play for quarter finals 2000 wasn't it yeah yeah um I've got uh, my first origin jersey I gave to um, Monty Beetham and he gave me his first test match jersey really his kiwi jersey so good relationship with Monty obviously yeah yeah, but, yeah he was I was a bit of a mentor to Monty when I when I first got over there and he's he's um such a good guy. You loved your time in New Zealand. Everyone I talked to, Brent Tate, Stephen Price, they all love their time with the Warriors. Yeah, mate, we'd, it's a special place, mm. uh, New Zealand. The culture's beautiful, uh, you know, the, and to be, uh, you know, a one-team town, um, you know, we've got great support over there. And we're flying over on Thursday um, yeah, for their first home, but yeah, home game big, in three years. So it's huge. Yeah, I loved it. I loved I loved living over there and um, – and we had really good success while I was there, so it made it even more special. Well, you had success to most clubs you went to. Dragons 96 grand final, like we said. Then you had two grand finals at the Brisbane Broncos. You go to the New Zealand Warriors, you play in 2002, beaten by the Roosters. Cowboys in 2004, you're not far away as well. You make the finals for the first time that year. There's a story that, that does the rounds in relation to the 2002 grand final about Daniel Anderson at halftime playing some audio from, I don't know whether there's a, a boom box or whatever it may be, <laughs> and that you smashed the device. Yes. True story? What was the story True there? True story, oh. but, uh, you know, I always thought it was um, Daniel's idea of uh, the mock commentary. That, so, that, so what? Do you, so paint the picture. So it's, so we've come in uh, at halftime in, you know, it's the biggest game of your career, yep. and some guys have, um, you know, waited 12 years. Ivan Cleary has waited 12 years to play in a grand final. So um, generally – you know, when I was at the Broncos, Wayne had come, everyone was nice and calm. Wayne had, you know, give us simple instructions. Mm. This is what you need to do. You know, keep it very simple, stay on the grind, and we'll win the game, basically. And that's all That's all we needed to hear, okay? Stay on the grind and we win the game. Um, anyway, for some 
ridiculous reason, one of the um, the guys above um, Daniel thought it might be good to do a mock commentary of a grand final try, the Warriors scoring against um, the opposition team. And the, Thinking that we, you know, we were playing the Roosters that day, but they obviously didn't think we would be playing the Roosters. So mm. the mock commentary was uh, against the Broncos. So we come in a lot at half time, and I was a bit dirty on how we were playing. You know, we were just uncharacteristic uh, of of how what got us to the grand yep. final. We were a really hardened um, sort of Bronco West side. You know, all we had to do was stay in the grind, 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 and we come over on the top in the end. And we were popping balls and Ali Latiti's flicking balls and just doing things that we hadn't done for a long time. So we thought he'd do it on this special day for everyone. But um, anyway, so we were, I was expecting, you know, the coach to sit us down, do this, do this, keep it simple, um, stop doing that and do this, you know, stay in the grind. Anyway, the coach has walked in and then he's basically he's um, ushered the um, uh, our manager over, the footy manager, and gave him the nod to play the tape. So he's so that Daniel's walked out, didn't sort of address us at all. And um, uh, the footy managers press play. Welcome to the 2002 grand final, the Warriors versus the Broncos. And it goes through this whole mock commentary of, um, you know, they've kicked the ball back to us. We've got the ball. Cleary's got the ball. He's, he's made a break. He's through. Pass, he, he flicks it off to Ali Latiti. Ali Latiti to Clinton Tupi. Tupi back to Jones. Jones to, you know, and uh, and we score this unbelievable try and everyone starts celebrating and I've just gone, oh, my God. just And I've, I've had to walk up to this thing and just and I grabbed it and threw it um, through the old um, cassette recorder uh, against the wall and I said, I, I basically spat the dummy and just said, boys, this is what we need to do. Keep it simple. But, you know, the boys were celebrating before we even went wow. into the second game. Never heard game. that before. Never heard that before. Now, before we go, really quickly, I want you to give me really quick answers. One, one two-word answers. Um, best teammate who wasn't a star but you loved having alongside you? Oh, mate, Natty Woods. Okay, yeah. He's a gem. Yep. What about standout player to play with? Best player? Oh, Elfie. Yep. Lockie. Stacey Jones. The player that challenged you the most physically? Hardest, it's the hardest player to play against. Brad Thorne. Yeah, he was a nightmare, wasn't he? Monster. Yeah. yeah. Now, how would you like your teammates? What would you like them to say about you, if you if they had to explain you? Oh, mate, I, I would just hope hope that um, I was a good team man, and um, you know, I bled for the team, <laughs> which I did. Well, I, I messaged one of your former teammates, and he said, "Serious or funny?" I said, "You can give me both if you want." Toughest guy I ever played with. Was so reliable. Loved going to battle with him. But he doesn't have a model's head. <laughs> Stacey Jones. <laughs> uh, Campo, it's been, it's been great catching up with you, talking about your career, your, your time in Origin as well. And I want to thank you for joining us on Origin Legends, The Untold Stories. Thanks, Satch. It's been a pleasure, mate. Yeah, proudly brought to you by Armorex by Franklin. That's Kevin Campion. Security screens with strength and looks. Proudly supported by Franklin. This is SEN's Queensland Origin Legends. The Untold Stories. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.